Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. That's where Mike is right now. He's recording. His mic's out tomorrow, Mikey B. So he is recording the Picks with Coop segment as we speak. Well, now that he's not here, let's talk about how we really feel about him. <laughs> you know, I've never hit any feelings about Mike in any way. I've I've been totally open about what he does, how he works. Everything. Pros, cons. Yeah, without a doubt. Stay out. <laughs> Strengths, weaknesses, pluses, minuses, yeah, he know, all that. Yeah, he knows. He knows. What's he good at? Well, he's got it's see, that's an interesting question because not really. It's a pretty simple one. What's he good at? <laughs> he's good at all the things he used to not be good at. So So he we, takes criticism well. Yeah. When we first started, he was horribly unorganized. Mm-hmm. He was devoid of ideas that made sense for our show. Mm-hmm. He did not think along the lines guest wise that we liked. Okay. And he was nervous and unsure of himself. So now all of those things that he was, he has reversed. So that's why when I say, you know, what's he good at? Now my answer would be everything because of where he came from. So now he's good. There's not a thing now that I have an issue with with Mike. Like he's grown in every area that we've asked him. And to. for a guy in his late thirties, he's he's showing you, you know, right. He could change his spots. Yeah, it's, it's good. It is good. Yeah. So now he's far more relaxed. He still has his moments, okay. certainly, but he's far more relaxed and confident, and totally organized. And someone that I trust to put me in the best position to do the best show I can. Where at first, (laughs) and he sings prayers. But at first, it was he'd make my life a lot harder because he and these guys weren't on the same page, right? So I'd have to. I feel like I had to do double the amount of stuff to make up for his. You'd almost have to spend more time correcting his mistakes. Yes. And now, complete, complete 180. Puts me in a great situation to succeed every day. Makes my life so much easier. Really proud of his progression. What are you doing here in this building? And also, the fact that he has been bullied by Brian for three straight years. I mean, without a doubt. Beaten down. Yeah, both literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And... He's been Kept able, on ticking. Right. Showed up every day. Not a lot of complaints. I know it's you. My will be calling me this early morning. Yeah, now, and just powered through that. The fact that he was able to do that impressed me. Now, what's the weakness now, big head? No. No, no, no. No, not at all. No, Full I'm, of himself now? He, no. No? No, no, no. No, there isn't. I guess, I mean, maybe... The only, I, there is no weakness right now. The thing that I could see. Oh, hey, come on. We all can get better no, at things. Right. But I'm honestly, for what I need him to do, there's not a week. There's nothing yeah. I, I don't trust him with. 
There's not a thing. I tell you. Yeah. I told you about how terrible he was in the beginning. <laughs> I'm honest about it. And, and he knows that, and I yeah. told him that. It's perfection! I guess the only thing now that I would be concerned about is, is like, what is he going to be as this time slot progresses? And, you know, will he... It's a whole... Like, he finally got comfortable with us and yep. what we needed and how to deal with that. Now he's got a whole set of different demands from people that want different things. Will he regress back to where he was... In the beginning with us, or has the things that he's learned with us prepared him in a sense where it's going to be a seamless transition? That would be my my assessment of that. Is that fair? Well, the best coaches are guys who don't just stick to a system. When they get new players, they the system evolves to fit the strengths of the players they have. Right. So now it's important that Mike can separate what worked for you. Mm-hmm. And not try to impose those things on the new hosts. He's got to do that. Yeah, of course. That's big for him now. I think he will. I think he will. He can't say, this is how Greg liked it. No, Therefore, we're going to do he it. He will not. Why the he, f- are you here? He won't do that. He no. won't do that. But I just, he's got to understand the things that I like to talk about, my ideas, those things. Like, he's going to have to completely change his mentality with that. Because he got in a great groove with this. Like, he'd suggest things that he knew was in my wheelhouse. And in the beginning, it wasn't that at all. It was a bunch of stuff that he didn't know me well enough yet, and it took a while for him to to get that. So that's all. And I just I and he, we use him a lot now too. Like he, he talks a lot. He does the coop thing. We have him interview certain people at the Super Bowl. He did a ton of work for us. So I hope that if he doesn't do as much of that on the next show, that he doesn't mm-hmm. get frustrated. Okay. Because I thought he was maybe going to throw his head into the ring. For what? Well, remember when you let uh, for. People don't don't know when we worked together in Pittsburgh and you left. Remember, there was a producer who said, "Well, if, if you know Greg's not here, if there's someone who can do the show, it's me." Oh, I'm that's there. right. You, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. there every day. I know what he likes. Yeah, I know what the will, listeners like. That, that person, that yeah. power move. Right. It was crazy. It's a crazy. So story. I was thinking maybe Mike thought, "Hey, if Greg isn't going to be here, next best thing, me." Ugh. No, didn't think that. No, he doesn't think that. He's way more realistic about himself. But he does want to do this show with me on the 28th. He does want to do that show. He desperately wants to get that out As there. a co-host. Yeah. And I've been I've been lobbying for it. But Eric's, Lobbying who? Eric Spitz. I've been asking the him boss? about it. Yeah. I've been asking Saying him about it. Saying give him a shot? Yes. And how's that going? Not well. <laughs> Not well uh, at all. Eric Spitz. Not well at all. And I think it'd be great. I think there's a couple now, of reasons. Now, see, I don't get that because why does DA's producer get a shot? Well, he's a little bit more talented. <laughs> but that's the answer why he is. You know, and, and not to say Mike doesn't have the talent to do it. I think he'd, he'd do a fine job, but but Sean Marash is is more talented. Do you think the Coop interviews are helping him along that path? Do you think yeah. what he's out doing right now is... Yeah, I do, but he's also doing a little more shtick with that. Like, he's not... The the Mike that you're getting in the Coop interviews, you're not... You would not get in that chair that you're sitting in okay. now. You know, it's more, it's more shtick. And he knows... What's good about what he does with Coop is he knows how to lay out. Like, he knows... It's not about him in those interviews, and he's just—he's got to get Coop's personality right. In he's, there. He, and he does a good job of that, like hitting hitting the right buttons and and doing that. So I would love—I think it would be great for him because listen, he's probably not going to get shows like Marash is getting shows now because he's getting a bunch of overnight shows. I don't think Mike wants it. I think Mike he would love to have something on a reel to be able to mm-hmm. have people listen to, and I also think that it'd be a nice way to end our time together to, to share that moment on the air. I think. And I kind of want it because he's 
He went through a lot three years. You know, I'm a demanding guy, and Brian is a, you know, can be... Cantankerous? Yeah. You know, and he didn't always do the... The what? The nicest. He didn't always treat Mike the nicest. Yeah. I think Brian admits that. I don't think I'm talking out of school. No, I think you're uh, 100% right. Yeah, so I I, it would almost be like a reward for him putting up with a lot of that crap. He deserves it. I, I, I think he deserves it. And I'm not saying deserves it as like a... I'm just, I mean, it's a You don't mean, like, pity him, like, oh, let's take charity here for, no, like, a charity case. No, I just case. think that no, he's, don't he's, mean that. he's something he really wants to do. Yeah. I'm going to be here. I'm going to, I'll be still driving the show. Now, has Brian been, has he been a big advocate of Mike the same way you have? No. No. No, not at all. Well, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs Brian to also get in Eric Spitz's office and say, hey, buddy. Well, now with Brian leaving, I don't think he's got any sort of Pull. juice whatsoever. No. Yeah. I think that now, like if Brian were to have been staying in this time slot, you know, and he said, "Hey, listen, give him a give him a shot here." Mm-hmm. The, Excuse me. This day that I'm off, then I may, maybe that would work, but you know, not so much anymore. So we'll see. I'll see what happens. I still don't have a host for that day, so maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance, but it's probably unlikely. <laughs> All right. So let's get to this uh, Rob Manfred. Deal. So Dan Lebitard, who is a South Florida guy on his radio show yesterday, put Rob Manfred's feet to the fire. And, of course, we can't play any of this audio because they're ESPN and we're CBS Sports Radio. Um, But he put Rob Manfred's feet to the fire about his involvement and what he knew with this Jeter and others ownership group, what their plans were to do with the payroll and the roster when they approved this sale. And basically, the most important part of this interview was Dan Levitard said, did you know that they were going to slash payroll and trade players when you approved this? And Manfred kept saying over and over again that, no, we don't approve anything to do with roster decisions. I didn't know what their plan was to do. And he said, you're basically lying to me, and there is... There are articles in the South Florida newspapers, I believe the Miami Herald this morning, that details how the plan that was put in front of the commissioner said we are slashing the payroll from, I believe, 115 down to 80-something. Mm-hmm. And any normal person who has got a brain that can deduce these things would say, okay, let's look at this roster. How are they going to do that in a year? They're going to have to trade this guy, that guy, and that guy, especially John Carlos Stanton. So Manfred's hiding behind this. I didn't know they were going to do this, but he did know that they were going to do this. So that's basically the back and forth and why it became very, very, it was compelling. So whose side are you on here? Uh, if if Manfred, are you on Levitard's side or on Manfred's side in this interview? Uh if 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 you're thinking about it, why are you thinking about it? I'm thinking about it because, well, definitely Levitard's side. The way that it worked out, without a doubt. But if Manfred, because you heard my opinion on this Marlins thing before, like I, I think the freaking out of it is is over the top mm-hmm. for me. But if Manfred had told the truth and said, "Yeah, I, we knew that they were going to slash payroll." And he did get to the point of, like, the Astros did it a certain way. The Cubs did it a certain way. Yeah. Like, he got to that point. If he would have led with that, it would have been like, 
Yeah, we knew, and we looked at these teams that went and won championships that tore it down, and we believed that the Marlins with the smart people that they put in place, yeah, they were going to trade some of the guys they had now, but they were going in that same route, and we were totally okay with that. Then I would have been on Manfred's side. So I don't think it's as big of a deal what's going on in South Florida as Dan Lebitard does, but I'm also not a, someone who's lived there and worked there and you know knows the pulse of that area. Uh, but the way that Manfred was dodging those questions when it seems like he was aware more than he was letting on, that bothered me yesterday. I'm on Manfred's side here, big time. Yeah? Yeah. And what, you, you think that, but don't you think he was lying yesterday about this? A little bit? Was not being totally honest? I think that it's self-evident that this team, in order to have the purchase go through, was going to need to show... Major League Baseball, that financially they could get themselves out of this, you know, hole they're in. So when he gets asked questions about their plans, I don't think he's lying when he says, look, they didn't say to us, we're going to trade Ozuna, Gordon, Stanton, right. Player Z. I mean, whoever we get to next, I don't think they're done. So I think if if you're going to ask him the question that way, He's not being disingenuous if he says, when a purchase is made, we don't ask the team to tell us who they're keeping and who they're trading, who they're signing, who they're letting. Uh, to me, if if he sticks to those guns, I think he's fine in this interview. I, to me, So what did Levitard want out of this? He, he wanted, wanted him to say, yep, we knew that they were burning it down. That was part of the deal. We weren't going to let the sale go through unless they told us, yep, Stanton's $250 million contract, it's out of here. That's what Le- that's what Levitard was going for. He wanted him to say, we're screwing over the fans of Miami. Right. That's what he wanted. Well, what he wanted was he wanted to be the voice of that area to take on the big commissioner and say, we're not going to take this. I think that, oh, was, come on. that was a bigger... You're right, but, I, but that's why I'm not picking his side here. Yeah, I, I also think that... There's only one way. He wanted the, yeah, way to go, Dan. Right, he did. You and went he, after the suit. And he got it, though. He got exactly that. I think that most people ended up coming out of this saying that Manfred didn't come across very well. And you could tell, you could hear it in his voice. I've been in that spot with Manfred before. I was in that spot with him last season. With the Pirates? Yeah. We had him on after that Little League game. Mm-hmm. And he was under the impression that it was going to be a fluff interview. Like, hey, you guys had this great event. It was so cool. The kids loved it. And it was contentious. And you were like, how do you let the pirates (laughs) (laughs) operate? And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you talking about? Um, But there's only one way. This This is the problem I have with Manfred. This whole idea of that he didn't know that these players were going to get traded. How do you pare down payroll other than trading your most high-priced players. He knew one thing, whether it was a, whether it was explicitly, directly stated or not, he knew that Jeter's group was going to trade Stanton. He knew that. Mm-hmm. The rest of the ancillary or or you know complementary trades that have been made, maybe those, you know, detailed, you know, order of things, uh, this is how we're going to do do it. Maybe that wasn't important enough to get you know verbalized communicated to one he you're an you're an idiot if you didn't think Stanton was going to go well then why didn't he say that yesterday that's what I don't understand because I, I don't would... think commissioners get in the business of saying you know getting into personnel moves specifically 
Okay, but once again, it's when you know that they're going to have to trade away that guy and you know that, why can't you say it that way? Go, right, of course we're not sitting there saying that we know that John Carlos Stan's going to go to the Yankees, but obviously when we saw this business plan and we took a look at their payroll, we knew that some guys would probably have to leave the Marlins for them to achieve their goals. Yes, I did know that. What is... You know, so then the follow-up question is, why would you allow this, I guess, is the follow-up question. And then he probably didn't have a good enough answer for that, right? Well, so, okay, getting back to the motive behind this from the interviewer's perspective, he wants to he wants to get put over as the guy that, like, challenged the commissioner of the sport. And was he also looking for some kind of statement from Manfred that made it look like he could have or should have stepped in and done what was best for baseball yes. and said, you can't make this trade. Right. right. So the the next question, why did you allow this ownership group to come in? Why didn't you find a more financially responsible and more prepared group to be able to come in and keep this thing on track, why did you choose this group that would have to lower payroll immediately to be able to pay off their debts? It is bad for baseball that an MVP gets traded and it's a salary dump. That it's not a fair trade. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bad look for baseball. But at the same time, if if this is the economic structure of the sport where there is no salary cap, when you have a team that won 77 games and was 28th in attendance... What, Hello, you can't have a thirty million dollar a year player on your roster. Yeah. Oh, that and that's that that's was the point. Right. If the Marlins, let me ask you this question: If the Marlins had only traded Stanton, there's no Azuna trade, there's no Gordon trade. They keep the rest of the roster. They only get rid of Stanton to the Yankees. Is there still this kind of backlash? Not quite as much. There would be backlash because it's not. It's coupled with Jeter coming in and getting rid of fan favorites. The stories here about McKean's role going away and Conine and some of the things that they did that were emotional moves for the Marlins fans. So it would be backlash, but clearly not as much because it was one and then another and then another, and it was like, all right, this is just this, we've gone through this before. This fire sale stuff. So. I don't, like I mentioned, I don't think it's that bad of a plan. When you buy a team, you want to make money. That's what they're doing. They overpaid for this. You had to see some of this coming. What I'm saying, though, from yesterday is that Rob Manfred needed to be more honest in that situation. And I don't think him being honest would have done that much damage to Major League Baseball. Honestly, I think he did more damage by coming out and taking the stance that he did, especially with the subsequent reporting that went on that said he damn well did know exactly what mm-hmm. was going on. Okay. So just be a little more. I think Adam Silver would have. And Adam Silver in that same situation, who I absolutely love. I think Adam Silver is forward thinking i love the fact that he's all about gambling and working <laughs> that that's the first thing you say about but it's seriously the fact that he is progressive some, yes with the with the daily fantasy sports stuff like everybody's doing it like let's be a part of it yeah i like i think that he that's wants great. a piece of the pie i think that's smart it's it's it's, it's really smart it's it's anti what the nfl's doing do you think adam silver in that same situation would have skirted around those questions yesterday in the way that rob manfred did because I don't, I think he would have handled it head on and said, "This is the deal." No, you're probably right. I don't think Goodell takes the interview, and no. I think Bettman probably makes himself look like a buffoon in that spot <laughs> right. too. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, did he get asked? I haven't seen quotes. Did he get asked if he felt like 
there was some inside trading between the Yankees and Marlins on that deal? I that, to not. me, is an obvious question. Even though you know you're probably not going to get the answer that you wanted, if you're going to conduct this interview as, look at me, I'm the man of the people, I think that that question has to get asked. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, do you agree with that? I, I do agree with that. The five-and-a-half-minute stretch that I saw was basically the back and forth of, did you know, did you know this was going to happen? I did not hear if that question was asked, but I agree, without a doubt. I mean, it feels bad. It feels wrong. And the ex Yankee goes and trades him. Right. That, uh, I mean, it feels it feels dirty. There's there's no doubt about it. Did because, you get the sense in that interview at any point that Manfred was going to hang up the phone? Yes, very early on when he started because he said something along the lines of, you know, if uh, if if we were going to do it this way and I'm going to be deposed, then we can go our separate ways and we can. You know, but I'm going to answer the questions the way I want to. So I thought that he was on a track for that. But also, this is the easy answer to get out of the insider trading thing is the no trade clause and John Carlos Stanton's ability to reject certain deals because he turned down a deal of the Giants. So mm-hmm. that's that's the easy way out for Manfred in that discussion. Be like, well, the first deal was agreed upon was not the Yankees mm-hmm. and Stanton. So yeah, that's probably, if that did happen, that's probably the way it went. All right, coming up next, you got some calls for us. Well, get on the line. If you don't, we'll keep talking about other stuff. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Bogus update. And what NBA player is facing jail time for tweeting? Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Did you know salting and clearing winter roads reduces accidents up to 85%? Guess it's true what they say. Everything's better with a little salt. Visit a little salt.org. I love salt. Yeah, I mean, I'm huge fan of it. I can't In say enough. Forms. Yeah, enough good things about it, really. I mean, think about what makes melts your, ice. Yeah, and makes your food taste better. There's really not That's a versatile. Does anything else do that in element. that same realm? No. So what else can melt? Can make it safer for you to drive? Yeah, and also makes your meals taste better. Yeah, take that pepper. <laughs> Seriously, pepper's got to be pissed. <laughs> Salt's getting this much. Then attention. It doesn't have another application. <laughs> <laughs> There's heat too. Heat. Melts ice and makes food taste better. Yeah, but that's not like a specific thing. You like can't salt. buy. Heat. See, that's what right. Mike's. See, bag. that's what Mike's going right. to bring as a co-host. He's going <laughs> to chime in with. I'm serious. <laughs> with stuff like that, yeah. I don't think that that was a great take though. There about how heat. I disagreed. I liked it, Mike. Oh, and, wonderful! Thank you. <laughs> and also, heat does not make your food taste better. It makes it warmer, which makes it taste better. Sometimes. Most times, now, you can over-salt your steak. It doesn't taste as I good. I feel like Bogus might know the answer to this because he just has a bookish look about him. Didn't Thank they just, you. like, before refrigeration, salt was the key, right? To keep things. Yeah, preservation. You salted stuff, yeah. yeah. Cured meats. Yeah, can't do that with pepper. No, you really can't. This is why you got to go to a littlesalt.org. Do they have those fun facts, salt fun facts on a littlesalt.org? Or anti-pepper facts? Yeah, <laughs> Left and right Twix. Yeah, the pepper <laughs> lobbyist right now who's hearing this is yeah. fuming. See, I told you. This is the type of disrespect we're getting nationwide. 
<laughs> there's 74 pros under <laughs> under Saul. There's three quality bullet points for Pepper. There's, there's some guy who's dumping Pepper on his front stoop somewhere <laughs> to see if it melts yeah, right? the eye. Going, damn it! Do something. Why not? Why? I should have taken that job with ketchup. I always thought they should have made a movie about that. What? The Mayflower. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Well, now? we're getting back to the salted meats thing. Okay. Wow, that was a Brian reference. Yeah, Just that. I, I know. <laughs> that was an odd. What, what do you mean about that? The Mayflower? Who brought up the Mayflower? What, what do you mean? Well, what, where did that come from? Well, I made a point that salt was basically refri- old school refrigeration. Okay. That, I always thought that that was an obvious movie. Salt? That, no, the Mayflower Voyage. Okay, all right. And it, it hasn't been done? I bet you it's been done. That one where they salting meats the entire time across? No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying there's there's something compelling about the pilgrims. Tom, Tom Hanks. <laughs> In great. Do you disagree with that? If there, salt, salt voyage. If there was a, if there was a, if the Mayflower, that voyage. For- How old is this thing? <laughs> That's the plot. They got to find land yeah, before right. they run out of salt. Right, well, that that's essentially what happened with the Mayflower. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't think they like had it on a map like we're we're landing at Plymouth Rock. I think it just kind of happened that way. Captain, we're running out of salt. We must <laughs> land this vessel somewhere. Oh, there will be no more. I mean, really, when you think dinner. about it, it's not that different than Apollo thirteen. Did something go wrong? Desperately wrong on the Mayflower? Yeah, yes. before they did scurvy. It? Was it scurvy? I don't know. <laughs> what what went wrong? They were gonna die out up in space. You know, they were they were stuck there. Bogus just said it. Just like they were running out of fuel in space, they were running out of salt on the Mayflower, man. <laughs> and orange juice. They needed vitamin C and salt. Mayflower. Oregon Trail, another one that could have been made into a movie. That's an obvious one. See, there are so like oh, first of all, there are an amazing amount of movies. Right. With These the, are obvious movies that should have been made. No, but by they now. have been made. No, they look Mayflower, the pink, the the penguins, the pilgrims, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and Richard Crenna, nineteen seventy nine. How many stars? What's the Rotten Tomatoes approval rating? Uh, well, hold on, let me give you. How about Desperate Crossing in two thousand and six? Stepping back to I must have the Mayflower. That one. Wait. What is what is this music? It sounds like snake charming music. <laughs> yeah, it sounds I like Avenue. <laughs> I thought it sounded better than it did. How about Mouse on the Mayflower? Kids movie? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen sixty eight. Man, you think you get that historic that landmark historical event, you put Anthony Hopkins in that movie, it should be I yeah. mean that, that that's a you best picture th- nominee right there. Let me should've see. Been. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, they didn't have a critic tomato meter at the time for 79 but 80 percent of the users enjoyed like mayflower the pilgrim's adventure with anthony hopkins the oregon trail came out in 1959 see where were you well but they didn't they didn't have the special effects back then to really make it what it could yeah, be it today. was cutting edge dude they're making a uh, like they're rebooting spider-man every two years you can't yeah. come out with another oregon trail movie you really see that? i am so Sick of these superhero movies. Yeah, the Marvel stuff. Yes! Yeah, it's too Let's much. Let's use some real-life stuff that went down. 
Right, like salt shortage on the Mayflower. Because <laughs> kids will be into that, right? Why don't you combine the two and have Spider-Man save the pilgrims? Ooh, salt man. Yeah. Salt man. <laughs> salt man. You know, th- this is why. Why are you so this dry? The dumbing down of America is what we're talking about right now, really. <laughs> what do you mean? What you Now you have this, like, real serious take I'm about... So, everybody... I mean, Star Wars, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. comic books. Yeah, right. It's what people want. It's entertainment. The what? point is, education can be fun, too, Greg. <laughs> we'll go and do something A Paul that, Revere man. movie. I'd get into that. See, what I made him get on that horse? I can't. <laughs> I can't get any into anything pre-car. Chris but. Pratt, Paul Revere. Boom. Movie. How about he broke up with his wife? Um, uh, that's another. He's another guy that I've just had enough with. Well, he's a big religious guy, right? He's like he's he's one of these guys. He puts crosses everywhere. Really? Have you, have you seen this? That doofy guy? Yeah, yeah. No, he's not. That's just that's just just the thing about him is that ever since he went from like kind of your, you know, your innocuous guy friend who was stuck in the friend zone, and he like went from like two eighty to like cut up two fifty, ripped. Yeah. Look at Chris, that. Him and a huge cross. Yeah. Chris Pratt erects giant cross yeah. on Easter. Well, that would be a good day to do it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it, Salt, I guess do it on Easter. Salt Man star <laughs> pays homage to you're, Jesus. Uh, you're honestly not into any of these historical events? No, can't stand it. Too boring for me. I mean, you'd think with the success of Titanic. Right. That they'd look into making more movies about this kind that, of stuff. But that was not like a technical how the thing sunk. It was about the two. It was about the love story. That's what it was. It wasn't about that. I mean, if they're, you're going to tell telling me. You're me you make a movie about the Oregon Trail. You can't put a real heavy romantic. But that's not what you're saying. You want people to be educated on it. You can do both. Okay. Did you learn a lot about the Titanic during that Titanic movie? Well, I I personally didn't. I knew the iceberg thing, but I'm I'm sure there were plenty of people that didn't know. <laughs> that didn't know that the Titanic sunk, or okay, the people that did know that 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 was going to be part of the plot of the movie it didn't keep him from going. No, Lincoln. We know what happens at the end. Yeah, I great movie. I didn't I didn't watch it. Oh, Di- didn't watch it. You didn't see Lincoln? Didn't see Lincoln. Bogus, did you like Lincoln? I saw Lincoln and loved it. You, you should loved see Lincoln. You'd be Greg. okay without a car. I promise. Anything pre-car, I can't do. I feel like times didn't exist, yeah. Anything pre-car. So what kind of movies do you like? Uh, you don't like comic book movies. You don't like historical movies. What do you like? I love, I love real-life tales about people in from, like, the 50s on. That's what I like. I like real life <laughs> yeah. tales about yeah, like things that are like real life. I like real life. Like, <laughs> I do, man. Real life tales is where I'm going. Are you sure you do? Yeah, <laughs> sound very convincing. Real life tales, like uh, for example, the one of my favorite movies of all time about Schmidt. You know this story? No, never Jack, seen it. Jack Nicholson in this movie where he's an insurance salesman in Omaha and he retires. Mm-hmm. And his wife dies, and he's searching for purpose in his life, and he boards. So a... you like movies about average Joes, just right. your run of the mill schmucks, yeah, just like, right? But like you know, in their their journey through life, that that gives you a perspective on things. I like that type of stuff, and like you know, Casino. I love Casino. That's a that's a great movie mm-hmm. for me. That's an entertaining one, and I love documentaries. I'm a documentary file. 
Love documentaries. If you like documentaries, why wouldn't you like movies that have a historical? Because I'm not watching. Undertone? I'm not watching documentaries on buffaloes and the Oregon Trail, and I'm not. I'm watching documentaries on what's going on now and what happened in the last 40, 50 years. That's what I watch documentaries on. I didn't know that it was so time sensitive for you. It right? is like that. Mo- like this show was it The Crown? Everybody watches The Crown. They love the I don't show know one the... person who watches oh, it. Oh, I hear that all the time about The Crown. Have you it won, seen it, Bogus? It, it, won a, not. it won a bunch of awards. The Crown. And I can't with queens and kings and crap like that. No, no, thank you. Give me a real life tale. <laughs> but that is real life in the last 50 years. <laughs> but Give when me they're a real life tale. It's not it's not like, my, it's not real so life to me. So saving Private Ryan, it's pre 1950s, screw it. I'm not interested. Not interested. It's got to be 1950 a Vietnam yeah. movie I'll do. Yes. World War II, Civil it's, War, not so much. I can't much. I can't it just doesn't feel like that ever existed to me. I can't get into it. Because is that a car in the background well, of the drive? I don't feel like... That is so, so far, weird. We're so far removed from that time. Oh, JFK, I'll watch. Lincoln? Well, time uh, out. Sorry. This is what it is. We're so far removed from that time, I don't think that we can get an accurate depiction of what happened oh, then. Oh, my... Where you can in the 70s and 80s, people lived it. I can't... I don't know what that civil war... You should have said that in school when you were like, like in a history class. I don't buy this. This is not an accurate depiction. How do we know what happened? Yeah. At the the Boston Tea well, it's, Party? It's Baloney. It never happened. But I'm I'm not I'm talking about like the details of it fine. I'm talking about when you're making a movie. Like how does a wardrobe person have any idea what the hell they're doing with this? These are pictures. Yeah, mm. but uh, paintings. They using the right material. You know, I don't know. What about ba- Back to the Future 3? When they go all the way back in the covered wagon? But there is a car to get there. Hated Whoa. it. Wow. Hated it. Because once they went See, that's there, why he, that, he'd make a good co-host. That was yeah. <laughs> Once they went back to that western part of it and the covered wagon stuff, I was like, I'm out. Wow. I'm out of that stuff. Wow. Saloons and do, the western. Well, how about Jurassic Park? That's a tough one. Because that's prehistoric in modern times. No, that's not tough for me. They drive around in a car in that thing. The T-Rex slams the car. The car thing. is the key. Didn't you like Westworld, whatever that's called? Yeah, but that's, Isn't that in a Western? Yeah, but that's a totally, that's a sci-fi thing, and they go back and forth so much. And it's it's people from today experiencing that time. And I think that that was like next-level television. Mm. So that's that's a little bit of an outlier for me. But yes, I did like Westworld. I enjoyed that show. You see Westworld? Yeah, I like it. You did like it. Graphic. Right. Definitely. A lot of sex in that. Yeah, more than this trip. <laughs> All right. What are we focusing on? We're really late for the update, but give it to Does us. Does this anyway. count for 7.30 or 8.30? Just for my <laughs> yeah, do, accounting do purposes. Both, right? uh, nor the Bucks, the Spurs, the Blazers, the Knicks, not the Lakers once before could stop the Rockets' win streak, but coming back around, L.A. did the deed last night. Kuzma, 30-footer. Good again! Kyle Kuzma is 8 for 8. He's 6 for 6 from 3. He's got 22 first-half points. That's John Ireland on Lakers Radio. Kuzma finished with 38 on 7 threes. LA a 122-116 win in Houston, stopping the Rocket run at 14. Not even 51 points from James Harden matters. They came out, played, played a tough game. They're you know, the young team, really talented. Uh, made some tough shots. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Nothing else to say. So we'll move on to the Warriors winning their 10th straight, 97-84 over the Grizzlies. Minnesota, 112-104 win in Denver. The latest injury for the L.A. Clippers 
is to Danilo Gallinari. My glutes are shutting off. Gallinari suffered a bruised left butt cheek. Further testing revealed a small muscle tear. He will be reevaluated in January. The Wofford Terriers with a 79-75 win at number 5 North Carolina last night. Roy Williams will punish his heels as soon as possible. Thankfully, we got somebody that looks into the rules because I wanted—I told him I wanted to come back and practice at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, but we can't. you got to give him eight hours off. That's the rule. A young man named Fletcher McGee led Wofford with 27 points last night. Louisiana Tech crushed SMU 51-10 in the Frisco Bowl. The Cleveland Indians reportedly signing first baseman Yonder Alonso two years and $16 million while the Mets give GM Sandy Olderson an extension for an unknown amount of years and dollars. And Nashville wins an MLS expansion franchise. Sacramento, Cincinnati, or Detroit will get one as well in the very near future. Guys? Somebody sent me, Scott Metz on Twitter, at the Metzer, said, real-life tale, huh? And then sent me a Google search that he seemed to do, the facts and theories of evolution, the vestigial human tale. And... <laughs> He he did a of like a real life tale on a human, and it's the creepiest picture I think I've ever seen. It's it's up there with the top ten creepiest things I've ever seen. So, your mind, Scott Metz, is a is a warped one, but I don't mind it. So good for you. Would you see a movie about that? A real life tale? Yeah, certainly. You'd watch a documentary about it. (laughs) Yeah, and then you'd book the host. That what you would do? Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, a documentary just watched, 33 Pills. Amazing. It was very, very depressing and and deep, but take a look at that. That's my type of thing right there. 33 Pills. 33 Pills. Write that down. Watch that. And that's the type of stuff that I'm sitting there. I'm watching those things. You can have your Oregon Trail Mayflower movies. I'll be watching real-life stuff. I'll be watching real life tales. We're coming right back. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. A couple of things to tie a bow on our last segment, if I may. 32 pills, not 33 pills. So I made a mistake on that. I would suggest that documentary, 30. Two pills. HBO. HBO, not 33 pills. Also, a friend of ours and a listener, at least a friend of mine, I don't know if you're as friendly with him as I was, the great Rob in North for Sales at the Sports Judge on Twitter said, yes, salt, a lot of things you can do with it. Don't forget, though, pepper spray can ward off criminals. thought that was a genius take. Ever get sprayed? With pepper spray? No. I feel like you have at some point in your life. You how definitely about, how have about a, mace? No, nothing like that. No, I've never been in a situation like that. You, you definitely no, in, I haven't in your history. I know that's going to come as a huge surprise, but it's not happened to me. Like I don't know if Andrew comes across in these last couple of days to the listener as someone who would get himself into trouble a lot. But when he was younger, I mean, you would get yourself. You you loved getting in fights. One of the first things you said to me mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh was, "I can't." wait until somebody punches me in the face. I need someone to punch me in the face. I was like, what are you talking about? Apparently, at that point in your life... It had happened a lot. Yeah, you wanted to get punched in the face. I don't know if I wanted to. I don't know if I... Well, 
I can. I just know this. Every time I've been punched in the face, in that moment, there's no like shot of adrenaline or rush of adrenaline where you want it to keep happening. Like I'm not someone that gets like amped up, yeah, or goes out looking for fights. Maybe I said that because I felt like I was getting a little too big for my britches. I needed somebody to kind of <laughs> bring me back down face? to earth. Yeah. Wow. It happens, man. I never thought. I never looked uh, that, at you as someone who. No, would... no, that's a humbling thing. Getting punched in the face. Like I, I look at Baker Mayfield sometimes and think, man, I would. I think you want to calm him down. Have somebody just haul off and slug him. Yeah. He looks like a guy that's never been knocked out before. He acts like one. You don't see that. Who if, are we talking about again? I'm sorry, I lost. I totally lost. Was in space. Oh, you're Brian Jones I, now. Well, I wanted to. I, <laughs> I was. I'll tell you what I was doing. I was preparing for the Ennis Cantor story, okay. and in my head, trying to pronounce the Turkish dictator's name correctly, and I can never get it right. You thought that was an important detail. And it was, yes. Okay. And and as I was looking that up, I was going in my head like, Ergodan, Ergodin, Ergodin. Mm. I kept doing that, and then I didn't listen to what you said. No, what I was saying is, if you had to make a bet, has Baker Mayfield been punched in the oh, face before, yeah, yes yeah. or no? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, I would big. say no, because I think he comes off as, he's cocky enough where it almost no. acts like it's never happened. No, he's no. definitely gotten punched in the face. There's no doubt about it. At some point in his life, he got a public intoxication in Fayetteville, didn't he? Yeah. He's someone who does that as the Oklahoma quarterback. has gotten punched in the face at some point. Remember when we almost fought that guy in Pittsburgh on East Carson Street? Remember yeah. that, me and you? What was that about? Why are we so angry? He was, he, was, he was urinating in a public place. And he, like, after he got done, he, like, put his hands on you or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. And I just thought yeah. that was disgusting. Yeah, that's that's what it was. And we both went up to him. We were going to... We, I don't know. We were just kind of making like, oh! Like kind of like... Yeah, but we, we followed him across the street yeah. and got in his face. That was probably not a good move. No. No, it wasn't. Because if, if, if we would have actually done something there, especially in that area where everything that happens ends up... In, Somewhere. Yeah. Then, then that would have that been really dumb. I'm glad we didn't do that. Cooler heads prevailed. Yeah, we, we, so we were probably either that or we were just total wusses. Like we weren't going to do it. Yeah, because I don't. I've never. I've never gotten into a fight like that. I've never. You've never had someone ball up their hand into a fist and hit you in the face as hard as they could. Nope. Wow. Never happened. I don't. And think I got to be honest. At this point in life, for you, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, I hope not. You know, but you never. I know. think you're past that stage. I think you made it through. It's like chicken pox. I think you missed that. Probably. There's an age for it. I think you're in the clear now. Probably. I could see a road rage thing happening. I could or see someone that. gets out of their car and goes after you? I could see that happening because I drive so much. I could see an instance where a honking or something got the wrong guy, and then I'm just— See, just... I would stay in my car and just lock the— Yeah. No, I wouldn't get out. Well, there was an incident here with our one of our bosses here, Mark Chernoff. He was honking at somebody. It was a couple years ago. You know, I got story? out of the car and— Wanted yeah. to lay hands on him? No, 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 he did. Yeah, punched Mark in the face through the window. I think the truck was parked where he, Mark was, <laughs> yeah. and he wanted the truck to move, and yeah, you to, I'm not going to bring up the person's name, but you told me an unbelievable story about a guy in a parking lot. A fist went right through the driver's side window and, oh. like, broke his glass. Yes, yep, <laughs> yep. That's an amazing one, yeah. Yep, that was that was a great one, but yeah, it was a, it was an incident here where I, I could see that same thing happening to me, where I'm getting I'm honking I'm angry and then it's the wrong guy, and then the guy walks over I roll the window down and whap, I could see that happening, but unlikely. All right, we got to talk some Ezekiel Elliott. 
Scott Zolak's going to join us today. He was supposed to join us yesterday and, I don't know, had some sort of scheduling conflict. So he'll be joining us today. Ezekiel Elliott, back, ready to go. What's that going to look like? Gio and Jones with Andrew Filipponi filling in on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 